What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. Still feeling a little bit sick. Just kind of want to sleep, rest, get some time to be feeling better. So uh, I got another compilation for you guys today. Hopefully you enjoy it. Press the like button if you do and I'll see you guys soon. Alright, so this story takes place when I was probably like 16 years old, but before I had my license, so like a, a fresh 16, a baby-faced man. And uh, I was at a friend's house, and we were just kind of hanging out, and he couldn't drive either, so me and a couple of uh, us just decided to start walking around his neighborhood. He lived in a place that had some stuff, like just a couple streets down, so we thought it would be more fun than just sitting in his room doing nothing, so we just kind of started walking about. And we had no real plans, we were just goofing off, and... And uh, because we were walking with no real goal or aim of where we were supposed to be going, we ended up at this convenience store that was a couple streets away from his house. And we spent a little bit of time in there goofing off, just bought some sodas and some chips, and then ended up like just sitting on the curb outside talking about nothing, you know, just kind of sitting there being like, wow, it's really hot outside, this sucks, that type of vibe. But as we're standing there talking, doing our thing outside of this convenience store, there's this group of emo kids that walks up, and I only know that it's a group of emo emo kids because they got the whole, you know, the black bowl cut going on. They're wearing nothing but the freshest, tightest skinny jeans money can buy. Just going straight up emo to the max. As a former emo kid, you know, I, I just can kind of tell when someone's got that vibe to them. But they're walking up to the store, and they're kind of talking amongst themselves. And I'm not trying to overhear, but they're talking loudly, and they're like, we'll just ask these guys. And we all kind of look at each other like, okay, well, what are they going to ask us? This will be interesting. And they walk up to us and say, hey, do you guys have any money? And uh, we did have some money on us, obviously. We had just bought sodas and chips, but I'm not a big fan of, like, giving strangers money, especially in a situation where you're, like, the exact same age as me and you just walked up saying you were going to ask us for money. I don't know. I didn't really feel like giving them any money, and uh, it, it's my money. I want to buy myself a soda. And we weren't trying to be rude. It's not like we said no in a mean way. We just said, oh, no, we spent it all that we had. Sorry, I don't have any cash on me. Like, that type of stuff. Just trying to be polite about it. And I've never been walking around asking someone for money, but usually I would assume that if you ask someone and they say, hey, I just don't have any cash on me, you would just let it go and walk away. Like, that's the pretty normal thing to do in this situation. But they were like, well, we know that you guys have money because otherwise, how did you buy the soda and chips? And so we tell them what we had already told them, which was like, oh, yeah, we only brought enough money for this. We don't have any more. And the guy's just like, I don't believe you. And listen, I don't really care if you believe me, even if you catch me in a lie because I have a dollar in my pocket. I'm still not going to give it to you. If anything, it'll just make it a little bit awkward because now you'll know that I'm denying to give you a dollar and that's just a weird situation. So you can call me out and get mad all you want. Even if I have money, I'm not going to give it to you. And so me and my friends are just like, look, dude, we don't have any, but we'll just go. And we get up and we start starting to walk back to his house. And we get about a street away and it's not like we're looking over our shoulder all paranoid. We had no reason to think that anyone would be following us. But when I turn around and look back, I'm instantly a little bit thrown off because I see that they're following us. And, like, maybe they're just walking down the road that way, but I let my friends know that, just so you guys know, that group of people that was just asking us for money and said that we have some is now following us. So we should just be aware. And my friend who lives in the neighborhood was like, all right, well, I know where we're going, so we're going to take this way through this neighborhood, and we're going to do four rights in a row. And for those of you that don't know, if you ever think someone is following you, somewhere if you do four rights in a row and they're still behind you they are 100% following you because you just went in a big circle so it's just a convenient little trick you can do if you ever get a vibe that someone's like oh following you around four rights if they're still on you yeah they're following you because otherwise they're just driving in circles the exact same way you are or walking that way whatever so we start going and we pick up the pace a little bit and sure enough they're staying far enough back where like we can't talk to them but close enough where they can see where we're going and we come around the corner on the fourth right turn and start walking up the road. And the second we see them come around the corner and keep following us, now we know that they're following us. Like, it's not even a question now because they've literally gone in one big circle with us. So at that point, we start thinking about how fast we could get to his house. 
So we start thinking that it's only like two, three roads away and we could run. But at the same time, we didn't want them to see where he lives. So we were trying to figure out if we could beat them there before they could see us get into the house. And uh, up on the road up ahead was a little alleyway that we could cut through to get to his house faster. And so my friend who lived in the neighborhood is like, okay, we're going to cut through this way and we'll get to the house quicker. And I don't really know where I am. I trust my friend, obviously. So we start going into this alleyway. And as we're walking down the alleyway about halfway through, like half of the group of emo kids starts coming down towards us and so we turn around and start trying to go back the other way and the other half of the group starts coming down that way and so now we're kind of sandwiched in between we're in a pickle if you've ever watched baseball you know half the group coming this way half the group coming that way so there was four of us me my friend and our other two friends so we are kind of just like all right well we were trying to avoid them but that didn't work out so we're just kind of preparing to have to like i don't know either give up our stuff or, or get out of this situation some Somehow, I would never advocate for violence. As a responsible YouTuber who's very mature, ugh, I, I would never. That being said, like, if these guys are about to jump us, we're gonna do what we have to do. Like, hey, go, what do you expect me to do in this situation? And this is basically the only opportunity that I'm ever gonna take to get involved, bro, is when I absolutely have to. Like, most people could just blow a very strong gust of wind out of their lungs and I would fall over. But my hands are kind of tied if I'm, like, cornered in between two groups of people. There's really not much to do. And thankfully, my friends were a little bit bigger than me at the time. They weren't as tall, but, like, they were built. And so they start walking in, and my friend who lives in the neighborhood just says out loud he's like we don't want any trouble but like just leave us alone and the guy who had asked us for money says well are you going to give us some money now and my friend obviously says no we're not going to give you any money why would we do that and he tries to answer the question and i don't know why people do this bro like you kind of have to be stupid if you're asking someone a question that they're obviously going to say no to and they go no why would i do that and you're like well actually you should give us money but he starts trying to say that like obviously we had more money because we had bought a soda and chips so we should give it to him which yeah i mean i guess technically on a very technical level i had more money because i bought a soda but really you think someone buying like a one dollar soda from the gas station just makes them obligated to hand over the money that you want whoa 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 man you're obligated to give me that chunk of change because you bought a Dr. Pepper over there. I don't see my Dr. Pepper, so I'm gonna garnish your wages from now on. I just don't think those are very fair terms and conditions. Anyways, this emo kid who is not very intimidating, like, I don't wanna roast him. He's not very tall, not very tough, kinda built like me, a little bit like a string bean. So he says, well, if you're not gonna give it to me, then I guess I'm gonna take it, which is just a threat. I don't know if he meant it to be a threat, but that's just a threat. You're saying you're going to rob us. And the other kids that are hanging out with them are like wait what like even they're a little bit confused and he says yeah you're gonna give me the cash and he tries to put his hand into my friend's pocket to like take his wallet out take the cash or whatever and the second he gets his hand close my friend grabs his wrist and is like yo you're not gonna do that you're not taking anything from us and this guy at this point probably should have rethought it my friend was was a bigger dude literally just like one of those guys that you just would not choose to fight if he was in a lineup of people and you had to pick someone to fight you just wouldn't choose him i mean maybe some people would they like a challenge or whatever it's not someone i would pick to get in an altercation with but the guy says shut up and tries to shove his hand into his pocket and at that point my friend takes his wrist and just yanks down almost like he's turning on a lamp very aggressively as if the lighting system in his house has just been swearing at him insulting him he's not taking any of this he's yanking this lamp on so he just pulls the kid's wrist and it doesn't break or anything the kid just like goes down really hard i don't even know how to explain how he fell it was like he fell to his knees first and then just dropped onto his face and so he falls onto the ground and my friend's like don't touch me and all of his friends run up and start picking him up and they're like dude what's wrong with you why would you do that and my friend points out that he was literally trying to take his wallet out of his pocket what did you expect to happen and I don't know why there's so many people like this these days, bro. Oh, why would you hit him? You didn't have to hit him. He was just trying to rob you. Like, okay, say that sentence out loud. Violence is never the answer. I'm not saying you should hit people, but if someone's robbing you and you 100% can beat them in a fight, you're probably gonna fight back. I don't know why you would just roll over and take it. But now they start crowding around him. So me and the other people that are hanging out with my friend who had like yanked on his wrist, we start getting in between them and we're like, whoa, 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 back up. You're 
friend started this. He was trying to rob our friend. Like, let's not get it twisted. And now the kid gets back up off the ground, and he's probably really embarrassed because here he was trying to be Mr. Tough Guy in front of his group of friends. Like, oh, they're going to give us the money. He ate it, but he starts trying to reach for his pocket again, but angrily, like not very strategically. You know when someone's tilted and they're just like, I'm going to get it. He just keeps trying to reach for the wallet, and my friend keeps backing up, and now the entire group's coming at us. So not only had they trapped us in this alleyway, but now they're literally pushing up us, or us up, sorry, against the wall in this alleyway. And at that point, it's just both groups yelling at each other. We're yelling at them to back up. He's yelling at us to give us the money. His friends are just kind of yelling random stuff like, screw you, man, because I don't think they really wanted to take the wallet, but they were also trying to back him up. Which, listen, bro, you're a wimp if you're going to get that peer pressured. If you're ever hanging out with your friends and they say, hey, let's go rob someone, you should say no. Like, you should have the balls to tell them that that's not cool and they shouldn't do it. And if you're going to basically back up your friend while he's trying to rob someone, then you're just complicit in helping him try to rob someone. Like, even if you're not literally telling me to give you the wallet, you're helping him try to do it. But whatever, we keep telling them to back up. And finally, he goes for the wallet one more time. And this time when he reaches in, my friend doesn't just grab his wrist and pushes it away. He punches him, which at this point... Keep in mind, he's literally tried to shove his hand into his pocket multiple times. We're backed up against the wall. He's already proven he's stronger. So he just hits him with a little bit of a jab. And the jab catches him just right on the chin. And I'll never forget the way the kid's head, like, snapped back as if... I I don't even know, dude. As if he had, like, taken a rubber band and just kind of smacked himself in the face with it. And he goes, ah! Like, that's the only noise he made. No ow anything. And he just starts backing up. And listen, if you're going to corner people in an alleyway and try to take their stuff, you got to be prepared to get punched in the face. But the fact that once he got punched in the face, he just started backing up and going, ah, like literally showed us that he had no intentions on us actually putting up a fight. He just thought that cornering us in an alleyway would make us just give it all up. And listen, we're not Batman's parents, bro. I shouldn't say we. I guess I haven't really done anything at this point, you know, but like my friend is not Batman's parent and his friends start freaking out as soon as he gets punched in the face they're like dude why are you trying to start a fight why are you trying to start a fight and now all four of us are just screaming at them being like you're saying that we're trying to start a fight just leave like get out of here get out of here And now they're acting all tough, and so they start getting up in our face, and we're just kind of face-to-face now. And one of them shoves another one of my friends, and at that point, it just kicks off. People are just shoving each other, there's punches flying everywhere, everything's going crazy, I got punched in the back of the head insanely hard. Hey, I'm not saying I would have preferred to see it coming, but I'm just saying, nothing catches you off guard like being in the middle of a shoving match and just getting punched in the back of the head. Uh, Ow, that hurt, you know, I'm like turning around. Who's that? Come on, guys, raise your hand. But as this all is happening, we must have been really loud. It's a bunch of people fighting in an alleyway. It's not like it would be a very quiet thing because the lady whose house we were like fighting on the back fence of, we didn't even know it was a house. There was just kind of like this wooden fence. We start hearing screaming from the other side of the fence being like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And everyone's all confused. But a few of the emo kids stop. And as soon as they stop hitting us, a couple of my friends just shove them And uh, they were, once again, bigger than me. So their shove actually does something. Like, they fall over. My shove probably would have just made them move a little bit back. Like, oh, wow, that was annoying. But my friends shove them, and a few of them fall down. And at that point, my friend, who had the wallet that the guy had been trying to be stealing, just goes, run! And we start running down the alleyway. Whatever old lady that was that came out into her backyard and was like, hey, guys, stop it. Thank you for doing that. I don't know why they stopped trying to beat us up when you did it, but it gave us a chance to get out of there we were outnumbered you know we were holding our own but it was a matter of time till we got overrun type of thing Anyways, we run out of the alley and we're like following my friend who lives in this neighborhood and he's going right, left, through this alley, through that way, another left, go back around, do six jumping jacks to open a private wall, like whatever, man. We're just following him the best we can. And every like 50 feet, I'm looking back and they're following us and they're running after us and we're still zigging and zagging. 
And finally, like, I'm the last person in this group, and they go around this corner and take a left. I hook the corner, take a left, and I'm running down the road, and I'm confused because all my friends are gone. Like, I was probably 10 feet behind them, and now they're missing. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, I'm just going to hope for the best. It looks like I've just got to do the best run that I can because if they catch me alone, that would really suck. Then I was kind of pissed off at my friends for leaving me. Like, I don't know if it was their plan or not, but in that exact moment, I'm like, thank you. There are seven people chasing us. And you guys ditch me. I'm the smallest one out of anyone that had the odds to win this fight. It's not me. You know, you don't leave the runt of the litter to fight the wolf pack. That, that would be, just be a little mean. But as I'm running down the street, I run past this power box, and I feel someone just grab me and yank me behind. And I, like, freak out for a second, and I feel a hand go over my mouth. And I look, and it's my friends. And they have their fingers over their lips, like, shut up. So I kind of get the hint, and I calm down, and I'm we're all breathing a little bit heavy, but we're hiding behind this power box right after you hang a left. And we can feel, or hear, sorry, not feel. I mean, they weren't that crazy. Uh, their footsteps coming, like we have dead silence on in a Call of Duty game, like we can hear them coming, we hear them take the same left that we took to come down this road and they start running, and uh, I just so happen to have like a little bit of vision and I see the first person run past the electrical box and I like pull my face back. You know the meme of Homer Simpson sucking himself into the bush when he finds out something? That was basically what I had going on. I was just trying to uh, hide as fast as possible. But we hear them sprinting by and we hear them get to the end of the street, hear them run back up the street halfway and they're like, where did they go? Does anyone know where they went? And everyone's yelling, no, we have no clue. And we're just sitting behind this electrical box like please don't look back here please don't look back here please don't look back here i guess it would have been a pretty easy way to defend because there was only two ways in but still we obviously just wanted them to leave we were hiding for a reason it's not because we wanted to keep this going all right guys i'm gonna interrupt the video for just one second on screen now is a gift card i give one of these away in every video so if you like free money subscribe if you're new turn on notifications and press the like button if you've made it this far into the video i mean it's almost done so you, you might as well i mean come Anyways, we can hear them talking because they're like on the other side of this electrical box and they're talking about how they're going to split up and they're going to find us and da 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 and they go this way and they'll go that way and a few of them will stay here and we hear them split up. And we guess by the amount of voices that we're hearing that there's like three people out there. And so we decide that now that we've got them outnumbered, we'll leave. We don't want to go out there and beat them up or anything. We just want to go. We just knew that if they were all there, they were going to keep following us. So we come around the corner and we're like, let us go. You know, we just come out loud as possible to try to be intimidating. And when we come around the corner, they realize that they're outnumbered now and their faces just turn to that oh crap face where you can just tell that somebody's like, ah, I got to get out of here. And now the foot is on the other shoe. The shoe is on the other foot. I got that one backwards. But you get what I'm trying to say because they start running. Oh, it doesn't feel good when you're outnumbered and everybody's all pissed off. Now, does it? You guys wanted to chase us down with like eight people. That wasn't very nice. Now you're afraid of four of us. And we weren't looking for a fight, but we weren't mad that they run away. We're not going to chase them. It's not like they would have anything that we wanted anyways. Plus, I'm just not a fan of taking things from people. Call me crazy, but uh, I feel like it feels a lot better when you work hard and get something for yourself instead of just robbing someone. Then again, I've never robbed someone. For all I know, I could be missing out on quite the rush. That's a joke, YouTube. Don't rob people, okay? I hate that I have to clarify that, but they'll, they'll take away my money. Robbery is bad, okay? Anyways, they run off to the right, and my friend lives to the left so instead of chasing them down progressing this any further we just decide that we're going to leave so we start walking back to his house and at that point we thought we were pretty okay because if they had broken up like there's just no way that they were going to be able to outnumber us and we weren't afraid of a fair fight it's just there's only so much you can do if there's like three of them for every one of you what what really are you going to be able to do but we get back to my friend's house and we sit down and obviously all of us are like dude what was that you just have an emo group running your neighborhood jumping people like why is this happening what is happening more questions than answers and I know he probably didn't have them it's not like he's some expert he's not Nigel Thornberry from the uh oh my gosh I can't remember the show name but whatever he's not Nigel Thornberry he's not some expert ah yes the emo kid tends to try to jump people when he has felt a little bit threatened like that's not what's happening here but we start asking him what's going on and he tells us that those group of kids are known for like just being the biggest little weenies in the 
the neighborhood. They try to cause problems with people. They always try to get into fights, but they'll never do it with anyone that like outnumbers them or is stronger than them. They're the definition of a bunch of cowards where they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we outnumber them. Yeah, let's go try to mess with them. They'll never pick on anyone their own size or anything. I guess we were bigger than them, but you get what I'm saying. Nine small people versus like three big ones is not a very fair fight. Either way, we did get out of there. They didn't get any of our money, but from then on, our friend was like, if I ever need you guys and I text you that emo kids are attacking, you know what's going on. And we were like, yes, sir, ready for duty. I don't know really why they just wanted a dollar so bad. Like, sure, we did have more money when they asked us for money. I don't know why I would have given them the money in the first place, but we did have it. But even if they would have gotten away with it, like they jump us in the alley, they beat the ever-living crap out of us, they take the wallet or whatever, they only would have gotten like five dollars was all that really worth it for five dollars man like really i'm just saying you go get a job in an hour you can make that back it's not really worth running around trying to beat people up especially because in this situation you ended up looking like an idiot and face planting on the floor because you just weren't as strong as the people you were messing with not that I did anything. Once again, I want to clarify, I am not any, like, commando, super elite, self-defense warrior. I'm not that one dude on TikTok that's, like, always disarming people with one pinky finger. My friends were bigger than me. If I would have been alone, I would have been screwed. This is actually something I ended up seeing myself last time I was at the grocery store. I was just trying to do my thing, you know, get up and down the aisles, get some bread. Literally, not the money kind. No robbing here. That being said, I, I tend to wake up a little early now. So when I went to the store, it was like a weekday morning, so it was pretty dead. There was just not a lot of people there. Not like eerily quiet, it didn't feel like I was in an apocalypse or anything, but I was just kind of aware that like the store wasn't popping like a Saturday at 10 a.m. And I was just kind of grocery shopping, doing my thing, literally trying to pick out what type of bread that I wanted when I heard screaming coming from like the front section of the store. And obviously the first thing that you're gonna think when you hear screaming in a grocery store early in the morning is that like I don't know there's like a medical emergency or something or maybe one of the stalkers realized they're out of green beans I have no clue I just didn't really think that there would be anything going on involving a Karen screaming at a worker this early in the morning you think when you roll out of bed you would just be like ah time to go get my groceries I didn't know people were up at like 7 a.m. still angry at the world maybe they're just a little grumpy didn't get their beauty sleep but regardless I hear screaming so obviously I go to look and as I come around the corner with my cart towards like the front of the store where the registers are, it kind of comes into view and I can hear the Karen way clearly now and I can see her. And she's yelling something about how, like, technically this is legal tender, so because she's in America and an American citizen, the store has to take it as payment. And she's just going off. And I don't even know how we've gotten here, but, like, obviously I'm a little interested. I don't know why the grocery store wouldn't take her money, right? Maybe I would be irritated, too, if I pulled out a $100 bill to pay with my groceries and they're like, sorry, we don't take cash. I'd be like, well, this is money. You have to take it. So, obviously, I just start kind of listening to the situation. I'm not trying to be nosy, but I'm just watching it unfold. And I moved a little closer, and she's still going off about how, you know, due to the Federal Reserve policy and blah, 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 this is legal money and they have to take it and da 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 just going off saying a bunch of statutes and laws and all this stuff and I'm sure there's got to be more to the story because I just don't really understand why this store would just be denying taking her money like yeah she's ranting about how it's legal money but clearly there's something about this money that's off if they're not taking it and that's when I finally hear the cashier speak for the first time she had just been ranting about how you know this is real money ma'am it's not real money which instantly kind of explained why they're not gonna take it right like the cashier is just like, look, this isn't, this isn't money, I can't take this. And the Karen snapbacks that, like, the United States has printed endless money, this is actually worth much more, and it is legal tender, as said in Section 4, Paragraph 5 of the U.S. Constitution. And the poor worker goes, ma'am, I can't take precious metals as payment for your groceries. And at that point, I'm super confused. I mean, I guess the U.S. dollar used to be based on, like, the gold system. There used to just be, like, a vault of gold, and technically every dollar was exchangeable for gold. But I didn't think that you could just, like, take a gold 
old nugget to the store and be like, that right there, $60 worth. I don't know if she knows her laws right. Maybe I'm an idiot, but, uh, you know. I also feel like stores want money. It's not like Roman bartering days. Like, is this lady really carrying around a satchel with just a half pound of gold at all times in case she feels like buying a car? Like, I didn't realize people literally carry precious metals around to try to, like, buy stuff with it. Anyways, the Karen apparently doesn't like the fact that this cashier is not going to take the precious metals to pay for the groceries. Because, you know, it's the 21st century. They're not going to be taking her gold and pressing their own coins or anything. And so the Karen just starts going off. They'll, if you're not going to take this money that you're supposed to legally take as outlined in the U.S. Constitution, then you're going to have a big problem on your hands because I've already picked out these groceries. I don't think that they're going to have a big problem on their hands. It sounds like you might, you know. It sounds like you picked out a bunch of groceries at the grocery store and didn't bring any way to pay for it other than, like, a, a gold nugget? I don't even know what she had, what precious metal it been. For all I know, it could have been, like, a, a cup of copper, dude. Who knows? But regardless, I'm just, like, insanely confused listening to this go down because now she's going off about how it's their problem that she has a cart of groceries she can't pay for. And listen, I guess maybe she thought it would be really annoying to put it back, but, uh, the reality is, as someone who worked in a grocery store, there's probably a dude whose job it is just to run stuff back and, like, put stuff away if people don't end up buying it. So, sure, I guess it would be unfortunate for that dude. But at the end of the day, it's definitely way more of a your problem thing if you picked out all these groceries and need food and you didn't bring money. I mean, yeah, I know stores want to make money, but, like, you know, what did you expect the cashier to do? Oh, no, please take this food for free. I do not want to have to put it back, especially because this worker's not making money off the store selling stuff. They're getting an hourly pay rate. You know, sure, the store has to be profitable to stay in business, but do you really think this cashier in particular is like, oh, no, man, please do not put back your frozen potatoes. Like, I, I just don't really feel like there's any reason for the cashier to care at all. Either way, though, Karen kind of continues her rant about how, like, this is your problem. You're going to give me these groceries for free. Da, 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 da. And obviously they're just not going to give away the groceries for free. And I'm listening to all of this while like pretending to look at this little end cap aisle of cereal thing. And I'm probably looking at the back of the cereal box for five minutes, dude. I could tell you all the nutritional facts. But regardless, you know, the worker is like, I can't give you these groceries for free. It's not my fault that you didn't bring payment. You know, I, that's just really not how it works. And I could tell that the cashier was starting to get annoyed because the customer service voice had started to falter a bit. And like she said, it's just not my fault you didn't bring a way to pay. You know, usually you'd be like, oh, ma'am, that's very unfortunate. If you could please find an alternative form of payment, we'll be able to push through this transaction. Nah, they were like, listen, you're stupid. You didn't bring money. And uh, it would have been better if I could have seen like what she had, dude. I'm just imagining some big like gold nugget just sitting on like the scanner, dude. But yes, the cashier confirms that in fact they are not allowed to just give away free groceries because someone demands it and apparently brought a gold nugget to pay and they can't take it. So that's their fault and they get free groceries. I feel like if this was a known store policy, like if this did work, no one would ever pay for groceries. I would just do this all the time. Not in a bad way, but if it really was like I could just take a gold nugget somewhere and if they were like, I don't know what to do with this, I got stuff for free, everyone would do that. You just go to a Lambo dealership, they're like, that'll be 400 grand. <laughs> no, my friend, you forget that I have have a cube of zinc. Yes, that is right, precious metal. So I will be taking four Lamborghinis. Anyways, uh, so now that Karen has gotten the confirmation that she's not going to be getting the free groceries, she decides to double down and scream that she's just going to take it then, and starts just pushing the cart out of the store. Now, in stores like this, there's not a whole lot of security. There was, like, one guy. And the thing about security in stores like this is they can't really do anything. Like, the law makes it that they basically just have to let you you steal stuff. They're not allowed to tackle you. They're not allowed to, like, prevent you from taking things. They can't grab the cart. Basically, they can just follow you and, like, take your picture and go, don't steal that. And, like, th that's really it. Their hands are tied. And I think that's stupid, bro. But, you know, it's the way the law works. And obviously, they're not going to go to jail to, like, prevent this lady from stealing groceries. So she starts taking the cart out. And the security guard is like, hey, ma'am, please don't take that. Please don't take that. And this one guy is, like, following her out the store, just saying again, please don't take the groceries. 
groceries and she's just ignoring him walking towards the door. And I honestly thought that she was going to take him. Like I said, when I worked in a grocery store, we would have it happen. That's how I know they're not allowed to do anything. Like there's been plenty of times I just had to watch some dude walk out the door with a cart full of groceries he didn't pay for because my boss is like, you can't do anything and neither can I. So I just assumed that was going to happen. But it was almost like when she got to the door of the grocery store, guilt hit her for a second because she finally just stops the cart and she goes, hmm, fine, I guess I don't want these groceries. And he goes, thank you for not stealing them, ma'am. And her response to not being uh, able to steal these groceries isn't just a normal reaction of like, you're welcome for not stealing them and leaving the store. At that point, I would have been like, getting out of there. No, she then starts screaming at the security guard about how this entire store is going to be hearing from her lawyer because, you know, they have to accept legal tender here. There's no way that they're able to run a business without the ability to take precious metals as payment. Just a whole laundry list of just things that I don't think are true. Like, I, all right, I need a fact check on that one. I can't guarantee you what stores have to do. That being said, I just don't feel like it's 1882 anymore, man. I feel like there's not a whole lot of people whipping out precious metals to pay for stuff like a check in the 80s. And so she storms out of there after yelling for a bit and she leaves the cart. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm glad she didn't steal the groceries, but I was just kind of confused as to why she was committing that hard and then not. Like, stealing is wrong, you know? But I thought the gold bug had already made a big enough scene and, like, storming out of the store with the guy following her saying, don't steal stuff. I just assumed she was gonna take it. Either way, though, you know, they, uh, took the cart to the back, probably put all the stuff back. It wasn't that big of a deal, you know? No one's day was ruined, Karen. But, uh, yeah. She left, and, uh, after that I went back to <laughs> consuming my groceries. Or not consuming, putting them in the cart so I could buy them. I don't don't consume them before you buy. No, no, no. So, uh, you know, basically what ended up happening, finished, checked out, went to the car, went home, and uh, instantly knew that it was going to be a video for the channel. But yeah, that's the uh, Karen who apparently expected free groceries for some reason. Seriously, dude, I just can't believe that this lady thought she was about to bust out the precious metals to pay for stuff. Like, she was gonna bring Skyrim bartering to the real world, dude. Alright, so as I said, this is my encounter with Super Karen, which was basically an amalgamation of all that is Karen, you know? Just trying to cause as many problems as possible, trying to get everyone in trouble. And this entire interaction started on a pretty busy day right before Easter. You know, any holiday that we had at a grocery store, it would tend to get absolutely nuts right before the holiday. Everyone's trying to get their food, and as a result, there was a lot more spills, and I ended up getting called to a spill in the back aisle. When I get to the back aisle, my manager was kind of standing by the spill. It was my favorite manager I worked with, and, you know, since it's busy, he didn't want to take a chance of someone getting hurt, so he had put down a wet floor sign, but was going to stand there while I mopped it up just to tell people to avoid it, so that way nothing happened, because it was just so busy. And the spill itself was no big deal. It looked like somebody had just kind of, like, done gallon smashing, which, for some reason, was a stupid trend where people would like smash milk on the ground. I don't really understand why that was a trend, but yeah, for like, you know, a little bit of a period when I worked at this grocery store, some kids would come in, smash milk on the ground as a joke, and run out, and like, it's really not that big of a deal, it's more annoying than anything. But I'm just kind of cleaning up this milk spill while my manager is standing there, and he's just kind of telling people like, hey, watch out, there's liquid, don't fall, blah 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 blah, and I kind of zone out and just start mopping because I know my manager's there, so I shouldn't have to talk to any customers, right? And as I'm literally spilling up spoiled milk or spilled milk, I hear an angry voice say something like, what are you doing wasting the milk? And we were near the dairy section, obviously, that's why the milk was here, so I didn't think that they were talking to me, you know, like, I'm not wasting anything, I'm cleaning something up off the floor, so I just didn't even register that, like, the person could possibly be talking to me, you know? It was kind of my job to mop up spilled things, I didn't consider it wasting to pick up stuff that had been on the floor, but that's when I hear it again, like, what are you doing, you're wasting the milk? And I look up, and it's the most Karen-looking woman I've ever seen. The haircut, the pose, the attitude, you know, just like the aura around her wanted to speak to my manager. And she's just kind of staring at me. And I look at my manager and he looks at me and we look at her and we're kind of confused. And my manager says like, oh, he's just cleaning up this spill. You know, we're not wasting anything, which was the truth. But apparently this Karen did not like that answer because she starts yelling at me and my manager about how like, there's so much food that gets wasted in America, you know, and this milk is on the floor, but it's still perfectly good.
good for someone to drink, which it's just not, you know, the amount of shoes that walk on this floor every day, I'm telling you, you don't want to drink or eat anything off of it. But then she says something incredibly dumb, which is that we should have gotten a squeegee and like put it back into a bottle to donate to somebody. And I'm literally so flabbergasted at the stupidity of that statement that like, I can't reply. I heard stupid stuff all the time in this store, you know. Um, But the idea that we were going to squeegee literal spilled milk into a bottle and then give it to someone was weird. Who was gonna take that, you know? Like, hey man, do you want this floor milk that we managed to wring out the mop into a bottle for you? Like, no one's gonna want that, and on top of it, I'm not spending my time squeegeeing loose liquid back into a bottle. I've got better stuff to do. Like, imagine trying to scrape liquid off the floor into a bottle and then taking the time to turn around and donate it. A, literally no one's gonna take it, like I said. Like, even if you tried to give it to somebody, they'd be like, I don't want floor milk. And it's disgusting. Like, you're probably gonna get someone sick and get sued if you try to scrape milk off the floor and then give it to them. But the sheer stupidity of the statement leaves me speechless, and I just don't even reply to the Karen because I'm so shocked about how dumb it is. And my manager is more confused than me, but, you know, he's the manager, so he has to do the talking, and he says something along the lines of, well, we don't donate damaged items, and the milk is on the floor, so it's contaminated now, so we can't donate it? And, like, he kind of said it like that, so it kind of sounded mean, but he wasn't trying to be mean. I think he was just genuinely confused on what she was asking. Like, he's trying to be nice, but how can you politely tell someone that they're a moron for trying to drink milk off the floor? You would think at that point, though, that Karen might have had, like, a light bulb moment and been like, oh yeah, I guess it would be pretty weird if you pulled milk off the floor, put it back in a bottle, and then gave it to somebody. But instead of having a light bulb moment and being like, oh yeah, that was dumb, she kind of starts going off even more and arguing with my manager, saying that, like, we need to donate to the less fortunate, you know, and the fact that we were just willing to mop up milk and waste food products showed that we didn't care about people. Which, listen, lady, it's my job at a grocery store. I'm not here to care about people. But on top of it, completely unrelated, the company did donate a ton of the food. Like, the corporation that I worked for worked with local charities to donate stuff that was about to go bad. I didn't have anything to do with it directly. You know, it wasn't my organization. But the idea that, like, we didn't donate any of our food to anyone was kind of ridiculous. And he says something along the lines of, like, well, we have a corporate policy for donating food, but we don't do spilled milk or spilled product or damaged product because it's a health hazard. And this Karen is just not letting it go, bro. You think at this point she'd realize she's not gonna win and move on to her grocery shopping. Like, don't you have Easter to shop for? But no, she just keeps lamenting us for wasting perfectly good dairy product, which, keep in mind, is milk on the floor. And finally, my manager is just kind of getting irritated and tells her, like, well, you don't have to like the store policy for it to be the store policy. There's nothing I can do. You know, you can continue with your grocery shopping. We're just cleaning up this mess. Which, you know, he wasn't trying to be mean, but, like, this lady had been sitting here arguing with us for minutes now. I'm almost cleaned up with the mess. I don't know what she wanted us to do. But whatever, my manager's kind of like, we're just cleaning this up, you know, it's not a big deal. And she storms off pissed, and I finish cleaning up the milk, I I take the mop bucket back, I drain it, you know, I poured all the milk from the mop down the drain. Sorry, lady. I know I could have given it to somebody, but uh, alas, I didn't think anyone wanted mop bucket milk. And I go back up to bag groceries, you know, I was kind of the person where, like, there's a spill, I go clean the spill, I go back to my normal job. And it was a pretty busy day, as I said, so after two hours, I had kind of forgotten about the Karen encounter. I had just, like, had to get to work, so I ended up going on my break two hours later, and as I'm walking from the front of the store to the break room, which is in the very back of the building, I see the manager from earlier, and he's kind of by the milk, so I decide to make a joke to him about the Karen from earlier. It's been hours, she shouldn't be in the store, and so I see him and I say, oh, what are you gonna do? Spill some milk so we can squeegee it and donate it? And it's just not a very funny joke, right? Like, it's not a big deal. I was just literally making a reference to what had happened earlier. It had just popped back into my mind and it had been hours so I thought it was good and my manager looks up and he smiles and he goes, yeah, that was pretty crazy, huh? I can't believe that lady wanted us to donate milk from the floor. He doesn't call her crazy, he just says the situation was crazy. But as the words, you know, that situation was crazy comes out of his mouth, I hear possibly the worst thing I could have heard in this moment, you know? And it's the Karen's voice screaming, I knew I would catch you talking about me and like I want to think it's a different Karen in my head I'm literally thinking there's no way this lady is still here the entire interaction was hours ago unless she was literally trying to stay in the store and take as long as humanly possible there's no way that this same Karen is still here 
but I have my back to the noise and I look at my manager and I see that he's turning like ghost white. And sure enough, I slowly turn around and it feels like something out of a horror movie because as I turn around, I realize it's the same Karen. I don't know why she was still in the store, but she had stayed in the store for two hours and I don't know how she knew where I was or that I was going to say something, but yeah, she had somehow managed to be right there when I started talking trash about how crazy she was. And listen, I was just trying to make a joke. You know, we didn't talk about customers a lot. It was just such a weird experience and me and this manager got along, so I was just trying to make a joke. And I have this thing that's like a personal thing. Not a lot of people have this problem. I hope if you do, then you'll understand, which is when I'm uncomfortable and like the situation's awkward, I just start laughing. There's nothing I can do. I just start giggling. And I obviously start laughing because the situation is weird that this lady was here for two hours to hear me chalk trash. So I'm just giggling at the situation. I haven't even said anything yet. And obviously me laughing at the situation doesn't do a ton to calm the Karen down. I wasn't trying to be rude. It was just so uncomfortable that I'm like giggling just out of like, this is so awkward. And so, you know, she starts yelling at me that like, she's going to have my job if I think I can walk around here and insult customers. And the fact that I think it's funny I got caught shows how immature I am. And I'm definitely laughing and I'm not trying to be immature. Just like, it was so uncomfortable in that moment and so awkward that I just couldn't help it. And I'm still laughing as she's yelling at me saying she's going to have my job and da 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 da. And I start trying to apologize, but I'm laughing. And so it doesn't come off as genuine, you know, and to be honest, I really wasn't that sorry because like the entire situation was crazy, but I'm trying to apologize and it's just coming out really bad because I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, are you? And I'm like, yeah, it's really, I'm so sorry. And she starts screaming that clearly I'm not sorry because I'm laughing at her. And I mean, to be fair, if I was pissed off and somebody was laughing, I probably wouldn't think they were sorry either. So I just look at my manager like, please help me, man. I have no clue what to say in this situation. I'm screwed. There's literally like tears starting to be in my eyes because I'm just laughing. And my manager looks at me and then looks at the lady and he decides to go with a, a very hard sell. And he says, we weren't talking about you. Which, you know, bless his heart, it's obviously a very awkward situation. You don't really know what to say. However, uh, you know, <laughs> what other milk lady are we possibly making fun of? You know, it's not like this happened on the regular. But he sticks with it. She's like, oh, you weren't talking about me? And he goes, no, man, we were talking about a different customer, actually. And she's not buying it because it's a really, really hard thing to buy. Obviously, we were, but in that moment, I can't blame him. That's basically a pure panic decision right there. You know, it's not like... He's thinking through how stupid this sounds. He's just like, oh crap, we were talking about a customer. The customer's right there, and uh, this is awkward. I mean, imagine calling a customer from a few hours ago crazy just to find out that they had stayed inside the store and followed you around just to get pissed. You're gonna have to do everything you can to get out of this because clearly that person is crazy. Doubling down and calling them more crazy isn't gonna fix anything because, I mean, they've clearly got nothing better to do other than just walk around a grocery store and just wait to fight with the workers, you know. But my manager tries to do the whole we're not talking about you thing and she's just not having it. Karen is, you know, dumb enough to think that we should donate floor milk for some reason but not dumb enough to think we weren't talking about her and so she starts going off to my manager about how, you know, in all of her years she has never had an experience with a manager like him who would dare to badmouth a customer blah 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 and listen dude here's the reality of working retail okay if you've ever been annoying in a store chances are the people talk trash about you after you leave it's not a saying it's like uh, the best thing in the world but yeah if you come into a store and start screaming at people they're gonna be like oh that lady was crazy huh and what made it really uncomfortable is my manager isn't a horrible guy like this is the only time I've literally ever seen him say anything about a customer and of course it's when he like is right next to her so you know he doubles down and he's like we weren't talking about you this is a big misunderstanding but I'll give you 10% off your entire order you know like here's a coupon I'm sorry for the misunderstanding and I'm sorry for upsetting you which I think is a pretty fair offer you know there's literally no way this lady is going to think that we're not talking about her but clearly she had hung out in the store for the last two hours to follow us around wait for us to say something and so giving her 10% off is probably like you you know, the least you could do for her trouble. I know that sounds stupid, but hey, if you want to sit around the store for two hours and start freaking out about stuff, you can have 10% off, you know, as long as you leave. But she says that that's not good enough. That 10% offer, no, no, no. She needs
needs free food. And my manager at this point looks at me and I'm looking at him and I'm like, this is all you, bro. And he starts telling her, like, I can't offer you free food. That's literally not something I can do. Like, I do not have the power to just let you walk out of here with your groceries for free. And she starts screaming about how, like, you know, well, apparently you and your employees can talk trash about me, but you can't give me free groceries, which is is kind of funny because it's like, I mean, yeah, like that, sort of. And at that point, I'm still laughing and I knew we're in trouble anyways. So I confirmed that to her. So you can talk trash about me, but not give me groceries. And this was stupid to say, and I shouldn't have said it, but I said, yeah, kind of. And at that point, you know, I knew it was stupid. So I look down and just start get ready to get yelled at. And she starts going off. Did you hear what that young man just said? He just said that that's basically what you guys do here. This is why I deserve free food. I can't believe you would let him talk to a customer that way. And my manager looks at me and says, go to the break room. And I know I'm in trouble. I know I'm going to get yelled at. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. You know, I don't need to be told twice to get out of this situation. And I start to walk away. But as I'm walking away towards the break room, which I'm close to, I like feel movement, you know? And I hear the Karen say something about like, oh, no, you don't. You're not going anywhere. And I kind of put two and two together and realize that like, well, if I'm hearing movement and Karen says I'm not going anywhere, she's probably coming at me right now. So I just take a few more steps forward, right? And as I'm like taking the steps forward a little faster, I feel something grab onto my shirt, but doesn't get like a hold of it, but something grabs onto the vest that I have over my shirt. And I turn around and Karen is standing there like grabbing my vest thing. And I'm like, ah, man, this isn't good. I'm under attack. I'm not really like afraid of the situation, but obviously it's not too great that I'm on my way to the break room and Karen's grabbing onto my shirt. And I just don't know what she's going to do. And at that point, my manager is like getting really annoyed and he yells at the Karen. He's like, let go of him now, which to be fair, the Karen does let go. You know, she lets go of me and I kind of take some steps away just because I don't know what this lady's about to do but she turns away from me and turns to my manager and she goes are you going to defend that worker and he goes I'm not saying what he said was right but you can't grab him which you know that's his job as the manager is to protect his employees and her response to that is to literally swing on my manager instead now I'm not saying that Karen is out here like Mike Tyson you know I'm not saying that she absolutely laid him out but I will say she definitely had some speed to her punches because she can next the first punch then another fist comes in and then back to the original fist and she gets three punches in in about five seconds and they're not enough to like knock my manager out but it's definitely enough to like discombobulate him a little bit and he kind of like shakes his head and just looks at her and goes did you just hit me like he literally can't believe what just happened and karen says yeah and i'll do it again And at that point, you know, I kind of start to get between them. He's backing up. Random people from the store start to get between us and are like, whoa, you're way out of line, you know? And they start telling her, like, who do you think you are to be smacking people? And she starts explaining that we had been talking trash or whatever, and, like, none of the other customers around are understanding. Because, yeah, even if they are, it's not a sense that you can, like, just smack a random dude in the face. And she, instead of, like, you know, apologizing or leaving at that point, tries to double down, even though everyone's telling her she was out of line and she's like well I wouldn't have hit you if you would have donated the milk and I'm like we're back to the milk you know I thought we were on the fact that we were making fun of you thing but she's still upset about the fact that we didn't donate this damn floor milk and my manager at that point has just had enough and he looks at the lady and he goes look you need to get out of here because I am calling the cops and at that point she doesn't need to be told more you know I don't know if the cops knew her she was if she didn't want to like see her old friends or whatever but she doesn't need a warning other than that as soon as my manager is like you got to go because you just hit me you know she's out and she literally starts like sprinting out of the store she leaves her cart there you know the cart that had apparently been rolling around the store for two hours and she just dips out of there which you know I will say pretty quick to abandon the cart considering how much work went into it this was like the longest grocery shopping trip I had literally ever seen a customer do just hours of walking around the cart itself there was frozen items from when she had first come in the store the frozen items had literally like stopped being frozen that's how long she was just walking around the store And at that point, she's gone, and I go up to my manager, and I'm like, are you okay, man? What was that? And he's like, I'm fine. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, she didn't hit me. She just grabbed my vest. So, like, are you okay? And he says, yeah, but we're going to have to go talk to the store manager. And the store manager was the guy, like, in charge of the whole store. This was just the the front, like, floor manager guy. I don't know if that makes sense. If you ever worked in a grocery store, you know there's, like, levels to managers. There's manager above a manager above a manager. But, you know, we go in, and we tell him what happened. And, of course, the store 
store manager is giving me crap for saying the comment and da 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 da. And I'm the first to admit, you know, I shouldn't have done it. I should have just kept my mouth shut, you know. I'm not going to sit here and defend what I said. But at the same time, I didn't think that she was going to play Mike Tyson punch out with my manager. You know, I thought I might just get written up and that's going to be the end of it. Regardless, the store manager starts like going over the security footage so he can kind of see what happened and he starts looking in so he can make a report about it. And sure enough, we're watching this lady just kind of walk around the store for two hours after the milk incident. And this lady is basically stalking my manager. Like she's staying just far enough back where she can see him and hear him, but like is trying to not, you know, attract attention to herself. And she's like looking at stuff on the shelves and putting it back, like just literally staying in the store trying to listen to him. And listen, I get that we shouldn't have talked trash about the customer. Yeah, whatever. But who has that much time, bro? Like she literally is just standing around a grocery store following my manager around waiting for him to say something about her crazy behavior about the milk just so she can be like, you should donate the milk. No, no, even if we shouldn't have talked about the customer, you know, donating the floor milk, still a stupid idea. I will stand by that till the end of time. I'm not squeegeeing liquid back into a bottle and donating it to anyone. And it's so ridiculous watching this all go down that even our manager starts to make fun of it a little bit, you know? He's still angry at us because you're not supposed to talk about customers, especially on the floor, but he's like, okay, yeah, clearly neither of you thought she was going to be in the store, and clearly neither of you thought she was going to start throwing hands at people, you know? I did get in a little bit more trouble than my manager because he literally did nothing wrong, but like even our, our store manager is looking at this situation like this is wild. So he watches the fight go down, and at that point he's like, all right, we're going to ban her from the store. They didn't have an incredible picture of her, you know, security cameras for whatever reason are still in like 360p, dude, you know? Sure, my iPhone can shoot a 4K video, but hey, security cameras, 360p is apparently all you need. And he prints out a picture and hands it to security and says that like, you know, if this lady comes back, she's to be removed, blah, 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 blah. She attacked a manager, be on the lookout, yada, yada, yada. And honestly, that should have been the end of it, right? Because like, whatever, you're just kind of banned from the store. But about a week later, I come into work and I see my favorite manager, the one I'd been punched in the face, and he goes, Ryan, she came back. And I'm instantly like, no way, no, she did not. I literally could not believe it. And listen, the way that being banned from the store works, like, yeah, okay, technically you're banned, but for the most part, we're not walking around, like, checking IDs and making sure if you come back into the store and you calmly shop and no one sees you, you're pretty okay. Even if we see you, if you're calm and you're not freaking out, uh, we're probably not gonna say anything. But apparently she had come in wearing sunglasses and a hat trying to hide her identity, which, you know, we're not the FBI. Like, I said, if you come in and don't cause a scene, no one's gonna notice. But she comes in, you know, all incognito mode. She's got sunglasses. She's got the hat. Keeping it low-key. And she sees my manager. And you would think she would be like, ah, the last thing I should do is go talk to the guy that I punched, because he'll definitely recognize me. And especially in combination with the hat and sunglasses, it looked like she was supposed to have been laying low, or that's what he told me anyways. Like, if you wanted to lay low, you just wouldn't say anything. But I guess she couldn't help herself, because she ends up walking up to my manager and starts yelling at him, asking if he had made a new policy for donating damaged goods. And my manager is like, wait, are you the lady complaining about the spilled milk? Which is hilarious, you know, never cry over spilled milk or whatever, and here she was crying about it. And she confirms it. She's like, yeah, I'm back. Did you think that you were never gonna see me again? Well, think again. Da-da-da-da-da, I'm here until you change your policy. And as she's going off about how she's back and he's never gonna get rid of her, my manager literally just gets on the intercom and goes, security... And security comes over and he's like, yeah, this lady's banned from the store. And she's like, I'm banned from the store? And he goes, yeah, you know you're banned from the store. And has security escort her out, which is especially funny because that literally like never happened, bro. Like I said, for the most part, if we ban someone, nobody knows who you are, right? The literally only way you have to get kicked out and embarrassed by the security and thrown out by in front of everyone was to go up to the manager and try to fight him again. And listen, it's just not that deep, dude. We can't give milk from the floor to people. Even if we could, I don't think we would because it's just kind of like not cool to be feeding people floor milk. I really do not understand her obsession with this, bro. I really do not. Either way, Super Karen ended up getting removed from the store. That was the last time we ended up seeing her. I don't know if she did come back and like not fight anyone or what. I'm gonna assume after she got removed by security, she just found a different store to shop at. But all of this could have been avoided by, you know, A, not caring about the fact that I was mopping up spilled milk, or B, 
me just not attacking the manager. And listen, like I said, I shouldn't have said anything, da 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 I was just trying to make a stupid joke to my manager about the situation from earlier. But yeah, either way, I hope wherever that Karen is, she ended up figuring it out, you know? Maybe for all I know, she opened the world's first ever milk charity that takes milk from the floor and gives it to hungry people. If that is the case, I would love to see uh, some scientific data on how sick everyone who drinks the milk gets. But hey, whatever floats your boat, Karen, I just hope you're happier out there. And I really hope that you haven't decided to take your uh, combat skills on any more managers since then. Regardless, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed it. All right, so the person who sent this in to me had just graduated high school and they weren't really sure what they wanted to do with their life yet. You know, they knew that like they didn't want to necessarily stay in the town they grew up in forever, but they didn't know what they wanted to go to college for. So they decided to take a year to kind of figure stuff out, you know, and during that year, they obviously didn't just want to be sitting around. So they started looking for a job and they figured that they would get a job working outside because, you know, they like to be outside. They figured it's better than sitting inside all day. And they thought that, you know, like some manual labor might help them work out a little bit. Like if it was mandatory for work, that's why they just kind of were thinking about it. So we ended up getting a job with the landscaping company. And, you know, for the most part, it was a pretty easy job. Sure, you had to work outside. Sure, it was manual labor. But for the most part, you just kind of raked up leaves, used the leaf blower. If people had problems with their gutters, they would clear them, you know, landscaping stuff. But over time, he kind of started to realize that like the winter was pretty chill and the summer was not the best. Because as things started to heat up in the springtime, people started doing more demanding jobs. You know, they wanted you to come replant all the grass. They wanted you to come rip out all these bushes and plant new ones. They wanted you to do X. They wanted you to do Y. And now, instead of the weather being nice and balmy and you just raking up some leaves, removing a dead tree every now and then, you're doing like a, a bunch of hard, hard work in uh, sweaty weather where it's just not very comfortable. There's no way to cool down. You're just exhausted. And so he kind of started to reevaluate if he really wanted to keep doing this job. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think many jobs are for everybody. Like, people like to do what they like to do. Some people love to be outside all day working. Some people love to, like, you know, plant stuff and then look at it and be like, hey, I did that. I'm not going to fault anyone for that. It's just not for everyone. And one of the things that he really hated is that their boss would not let them take breaks. And as the weather kept getting hotter and hotter, it kept getting more and more annoying. Like I said, when they were doing jobs in the winter, it didn't really matter. You didn't need a break. You weren't exhausted. But as the time May rolled around and the humidity was getting up there and the heat was getting up there, yeah, after an hour or two of being at a job site working, you wanted to just go sit in the shade for five minutes and just, like, cool off a little bit. And if anything, you know, I understand as a boss that, like, you want to get stuff done. It kind of starts to become a safety hazard once you have people, like, begging you for a water break and you're like, no, you better go finish finish planting those petunias, pal. And, you know, him and the boss would kind of start to butt heads over it. And the boss was this guy who was a second generation business owner. You know, his dad had started this company and made it very successful and then gave it to his kid. And sometimes that works out. But this dude just had a huge sense of entitlement, thought he was just the Bill Gates of business, you know, and didn't treat his workers very well. Like, you know, when a boss just doesn't respect anyone that works for them, you know, well, I'm in charge, so I want to do it this way. Like, that was kind of the attitude he had. If you want to be a good boss, you got to take a second and realize that like your employees are people too. And sometimes they're going to have good ideas. Sometimes they're going to have complaints. Maybe they're not always valid, but either way you have to respect them and like hear them out and at least engage in the conversation, especially when it's about something as important as taking a break, you know, but every time the person who sent this to me would bring up the fact that like, Hey, it's insanely hot. You're not letting us get any breaks in at all. And I feel like it's unfair to be working eight hours without even even having a chance to like sit down and breathe a little bit when it's so hot and the boss's response to that instead of being like you know what that's pretty reasonable I would want to break if his eye if I was in your position was always just to basically bully him for like being pathetic and lazy you know and that always pissed off the person working there obviously no one wants to be belittled by their boss in front of everyone but especially because even customers really liked this dude because he was a hard worker so imagine every time you're like hey man listen I'm working really hard but I need to drink some 
water and he's like, no, you're so lazy. You're wasting everyone's time here. I don't even know why I pay you. You're like, all right, man, whatever. Everyone else thinks I'm a hard worker. None of my coworkers complain. You're the only one with beef. So he just started getting very, very fed up with this whole ordeal. And it all came to head at the end of May when things were like really hot. It was kind of the first week of like real summer weather. And they were doing this job at this old lady's house. And she was a very, very nice old lady. You know, she was talking to the guys while they were working. She would bring out lemonade. And the boss wasn't at the job site every day, but like they were getting a ton of work done. They were basically redoing her whole yard. They were going to be doing it for a week, but obviously every now and then with the weather being insane, the old lady would be like, you guys need to chill for a little bit. It's too hot. Just have some lemonade. And she's just trying to be a nice old lady, you know? Anyways, they were kind of doing it in shifts. Like basically people would be working and then like one guy would take a break. The other guy on break would go back on type of vibe. And a lot of work was getting done, but the boss decided to surprise them one day and come by and see what was going on. And anytime your boss is going to do a surprise inspection, they're basically trying to catch you goofing off. You know, they're trying to catch you doing bad things. And of course, it just so happens that when the boss pulls up, the person who sent this to me that he already thinks is lazy happens to be the person sitting on the porch with the old lady with a glass of lemonade in his hands. And the boss gets out, you know, and you would think even if this looks really bad and he's annoyed, he would understand that it's not a good idea to scream at anyone in front of the customer. No, he starts going off from the moment he gets out of his truck. What is wrong with you? Are you kidding me? You're so lazy. You actually went and asked this lady to drink her stuff because you're at my job site. Are you kidding me? This is the most unprofessional behavior I've ever seen. You are a ridiculous embarrassment to my company. Da 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 da. Just going off. And obviously the worker's sitting there taking it. He knew he was going to be pissed. But the old lady starts to stand up for him a little bit and goes, no, no, no. This kid is a very hard worker. He takes like two breaks a day because it's just too hot. They all need a break. And the old, like the guy, the owner, looks at the old lady. And once again, you'd think at this point, you know, this is the lady paying for it. If she's insisting that everything's okay and they're working hard, it's not that big of a deal. He starts to argue with the old lady. He's like, are you kidding me? Do you know how many times this guy asked for a break? He wants like three breaks a day. Are you kidding me? No work would get done if we're doing that. And at this point, the worker's had enough. He's like, listen, dude, I'm not asking for three hour breaks a day. I'm saying like 10 minutes, three times a day. I need to be able to drink water while I'm sweating my like everything out of me to try to get this landscaping done for you when you're not even here, bro. And the old lady is just kind of like, I don't want to be involved in any of this work drama, but he's not a lazy worker. He's been working very hard. They all have, you know, like, look at how beautiful my yard is because the work they did was really good and they weren't just being lazy, you know, they really were not. But the boss is just having none of it, you know. It was almost like his plan was to pull up, find someone taking a break and, like, make an example out of them because he starts to argue with the old lady again and he's like, I don't care if you think that they're working hard, you're not the one paying their salary, blah, 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 blah. So I don't care what you think, I don't care how good the work they're getting done is, you don't need any breaks, do you understand me? Which, listen, I could understand the boss's frustration if he was like, you guys are taking too many breaks. There's too much time slacking off. But to be screaming at this people that they don't need to take any breaks while working eight-hour shifts, one, is just unrealistic. And two, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. You know, I don't really, like, know a whole lot about employment law, right? I'm a YouTuber. That being said, I'm pretty sure it's a requirement that, like, you have to give people the ability to, like, use the bathroom and drink water and take a break if they're at work. And at that point, some of the other workers are like, listen, man, you have to give us breaks. And so now it's kind of become a group like argument, right? The old lady, the person who sent this to me and all the co-workers versus the boss just being like, no, it's dramatically unfair that you expect us to just work forever and not take any breaks. And instead of once again, taking the time to reevaluate and go, hmm, maybe they've got a point here, you know, maybe their work would be a little bit better if they weren't exhausted. He doubles down and is like, you guys are the laziest bunch of workers I've literally ever had. This is ridiculous. You don't need any breaks. I never took any breaks, so you don't need to either. And listen, man, it's fantastic that apparently you've never taken a break. I don't really believe it, but whatever. But on top of that, you've got to understand 
understand, bro, that if you're not taking a break, okay, it's your company, right? You know, like it's your thing. Obviously, you care about it a lot. The people that you are paying to work for your thing are not going to have the same work ethic that you do because it's not theirs. Obviously, they're going to do hard work. They're going to get stuff done. If the customers are happy and you're making money and the work's getting done, hey, that's what matters. But like, I don't really understand why you would expect these workers to care as much as you do. They don't own it. Why would they? Anyways, the old lady starts to get very upset with the fact that this guy's just screaming at the workers, screaming at her, you know, she's just trying to be like a sweet old lady, take care of these workers, not that she had to, it's not her job at all, but like, you know, she's starting to get upset because she's like, these guys are working hard and they've been so nice, you haven't even been to this job site and you come in and you just start screaming at everybody and making everything uncomfortable, and the boss is like, you know what, if you don't like the way that I handle my business, then like, maybe my crew shouldn't be finishing your land landscaping and she's like what are you talking about man like that's not what I'm saying I just don't understand how this hasn't been a problem you haven't been here at all you pull up and now there's a ton of problems when everything was going fine And the boss just could not take a second to, like, calm down and realize that he's arguing with a customer that is saying, I really like the work, there is no problem, it's okay. Like, this is basically like a manager walking up to a Karen and demanding that they cause a problem, but it's, like, not a Karen, and they're like, no, I don't want to fight with you. And the manager's like, fine, I'll give you a discount! And they're like, what what do you mean? I didn't want to fight. Anyways, after a little bit more back and forth with the old lady, he ends up getting in his truck and, like, on his way back to the truck he makes a threat about like you'll be lucky if my crew's here tomorrow to finish this work you know which like all right dude that's just kind of not a professional way to run stuff like even if you don't like a customer if you're halfway through the job you kind of just have to finish the job you know like that's just kind of business you have to have a level of professionalism even if a customer is pissing you off you got to finish what you started but no whatever he leaves the old lady's upset the crew's kind of like i don't know if we're have a job i don't know if we're fired i don't really know what's going on so they end up all packing up and going home and when they all get home they kind of had a group chat with the boss and without the boss right and they check the group chat with the boss and he's texted them basically saying that like they're fired effective immediately he can't have such lazy people that expect breaks in this industry that's not how it works da 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 and all of them go to the other group chat and they're like well that's kind of crappy we're all out of the job but one of them that was a little bit older and had some more experience goes listen I've been thinking about making my own company anyways I talked to that old lady we were working with she's gonna let us finish her yard but like let's just make our own thing and listen here's the problem when you're a lazy boss who's never at the job site and is horrible to your workers but the customers really like them dude uh the, yeah your workers are just gonna go make their own thing bro so whatever one of the workers ends up making their own little landscaping thing. They finished that lady's yard, right? And, you know, it wasn't as immediately successful as the other one they were working on because it had been built by that dude's dad. But over time, they definitely noticed that, like, that guy would lose clients and they were gaining them. And it wasn't directly stealing from that dude's business. It's just he went out and hired another crew and would, like, yell at them and make sure they didn't take breaks and they would quit. And he'd hire another crew and, like, eventually he found people that would deal with working eight hours straight and not take any breaks but like you know it's not the type of people that are actually fantastic at their job because people that are great at their job are going to go find a company where they're allowed to take a break let's be honest if you're the pablo picasso of landscaping where are you going to work the company that's like hey you have uh five days a week you work eight hours you take breaks like the way you're supposed to you have 401k and a dental plan or the guy that's like what you need water are you kidding me you're sweating drink your sweat which one are you going to pick it's really not rocket science and of course you know he had argued with the old lady so clearly he's willing to like argue with his customers so it's not like you know that's fantastic either anytime there's a problem his customer service skills are zero and they basically just watch this dude destroy the business that his dad has built up he's not out of business you know like he's he's still technically in business but it's just a shell of what it once was and there's popped up like a ton of different you know companies that do the same thing that have kind of taken over what he did once have control of so overall dude I don't know where he went to business school I don't know if his dad taught him how to do anything but like for some reason he really expected that people were going to do hard manual labor and not take any breaks and enjoy working for him believe it or not if you're kind of nice to the people that work for you it's going to go a lot further and you know he always is like complaining on social media about how all of his workers always leave to go work for his enemies you know not really 
realizing that like dude if you can't keep people working for you for more than a month before they're like i can't work for you and they don't leave the industry they just go to work for somebody else eventually you might figure out oh i'm the problem but no dude he just continues to cycle through people until he finds people that will put up for his crap and then eventually they don't want to put up with his crap and they go and deal with someone that doesn't have as much crap either way though i just think it's very funny to see somebody that just like you know thinks that they're the bill gates of business when in reality they don't understand how to uh, let people drink water either way i also hope that everybody is like much better off with this new company that they're working for the person who sent this to me is going to school you know but overall i would just say anyone out there that's trying to hustle start a business take over for your dad of a multi-billion dollar corporation and not become an evil villain just chill out bro it's all right if people take a five minute break i promise as long as the work is getting done and customers are happy that's really all that matters anyways guys i think that's gonna do it for the video though hopefully you enjoyed if you did i would really appreciate you taking a second to press the like button let me know what you thought in the comment section down below and of course subscribe if you're new and turn on those notifications if you really want to help me out i'll put a link down below to my spotify show i do post all of these on the audio format on there if you want to check that out offline without gameplay whatever floats your boat feel free to do it link in the description and uh yeah on that note guys don't get anyone pregnant if you do make sure they're hot and i'll see you guys next time i'm out peace